The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We are being joined today by Aaron Bertles of Water Street Solutions. And it is one of those days, Aaron, I think, so much red on the screen it's almost easier to walk away and hope for a better day tomorrow and we're seeing that on both sides of fence grain and livestock as well uh look at this grain market it just kind of seems to be the the norm as of late yeah finally we're at first notice day which i think has been a part of this you know first notice day for the may contract so moving on to july from here corn hasn't had with with the carryout in corn and just with the fact that we're not quite there on the the calendar, it's not been able to lead anything, even with the huge fund short position. So that just leaves soybeans and wheat, which we have such a disparity right now in these three markets as to, you know, being friendly or bearish. You know, soybeans, obviously, with the size of their carryout, with what's happening in Argentina as far as, you know, their crop getting out quickly, um, their prices falling, uh, even with our prices being where they are, Argentina's cheaper. So demand has been slow. We still don't have a deal with China. Uh, we don't have any of this stuff that's going to make that 895 million carryout look a little bit smaller. Uh, all of those things look like they'll, they'll pan out as far as getting a deal with China. There was some new news today that they're talking about maybe in two weeks we'll be able to get that done or at least solidified to a date. But it's not here, and the trade is not worried about headlines of that stuff anymore. They want to see action. They want to see a deal done. Even with a deal done, you're going to have a lot of stocks there. So you have that problem with beans. You have the problem also that we have weather issues that could put more bean acres in the ground, which we don't need at this point. So then you move on to wheat. We have really good crop ratings. We have enough carryout. We don't have any real big problems. Last year, we had terrible crop ratings. And the price still went down then. So with a good crop on its way and maybe a chance to have close to a record crop or at least one of the two to three best yields we've had if things continue the way they are today certainly puts wheat in a place that the funds have no problem selling that market. So you've got corn that's not quite ready to do anything because we're not to the point where they are fearful because of the carryout uh, and other things going along with that. But soybeans and wheat being really pretty bearish stories, uh, they're going to be the ones they are going to go the path of least resistance, and right now that's down. You look at the, the export side of it, and it has been pretty quiet day by day. I know that we've got the pressure coming out of South America with their crop being ready and all the trade issues, but it'd be nice to get a niblet of some sort here. Corn's really been pretty good. So corn export inspections uh, were at the high end of the range, and, and they haven't been bad. And you've seen good demand. Uh, and I know the basis push and everything like that right now is because of a couple things, and that's people don't want to deliver or don't have time to deliver corn right now, but also the price is really poor. So there's been some basis pushes, but they also have a need. They have a need for grain at this point for corn. Uh, soybeans, not a huge need out there. Um, some of the pushes is, is just because of where the price is at. And China's just not around, right? They're 14% or something behind on what they would have imported last year for soybeans. So definitely have been lackluster in the soybean market as far as exports and the wheat market. Corn has been decent. And I guess that's where I, I sit with this. I think that the corn story is not a bad one. We do have more stocks than we thought we had all winter, right? We were sitting there all winter thinking we had 1.7, 1.8 billion in stocks. 
some people would say the trade never believed that. That's why we never rallied. Um, maybe they just didn't care, right? That's still a decent amount of stocks. Now we have $2 billion. So it's a different story now than it was as we went through the entire winter. We have more acres than we would have expected uh, this year from, from last year. So all of those things are working against corn. Those things were working against us last year, maybe not acres so much, but certainly carry out. They were working against us the year before that. So I think everybody is in a place now where no matter what you've done up to this point, it isn't enough with where the prices are. So everybody's to the point now where they need this market to go back up to be able to get some things done. Um, and I think it will. I think we have a good chance in the next couple months to see that happen. It's just we can't because this is what always happens in these marketplaces is you get so beat up that every five, five cents or 10 cents, the market goes up, you get a big push, right? A big sales push. And I'm not saying that that's wrong if you've got stuff that you need to do. Um, but certainly we're going to be catching that pressure every time the market works its way up right now. And I think you've seen some of that here as we've gone into first notice day, you've had these four or five cent up days that didn't don't, then don't close that well because you're getting a lot of selling pressure and people who didn't want to roll basis contracts or, you know, just wanted to get some stuff sold so that they didn't have to, to mess with it anymore. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of selling pressure on any rallies that we get. But we certainly now have the potential for that to take place with what the weather is is like currently and with how short the fund position is. It's just a matter of it's going to have to go into this uh, month further than we would think, simply because of selling pressure, also because we have a big stocks number, and the trade's just less concerned about this kind of stuff than they used to be. The one thing that's going to get it to or, or help it to do that is if this forecast does confirm, the funds are heavily short. And while we've seen that not matter a whole lot, uh, it could in this situation, especially a situation where you're dealing with weather and, and, you know, coming back every Monday and waiting to see what the forecast is. Do you think we kind of get caught up, though, in the day-to-day that we forget what it was like a year ago at this time or two years ago at this time because we've had so much trade discussions thrown at us that we're kind of in a bubble? Absolutely. You just get wrapped up. I had a, a producer talk to me just about, you know, I wonder if the whole mentality of the trade is changing. And I, I don't know. It could be. Uh, I guess my argument would just be that it would be the first time in history. I, I think you get beat up like this for so long and you get very, very fearful, uh, you know, to the point where anything that the market does, you know, as far as going up is looks like a great opportunity and you just get so fearful that you can't make good decisions. And I, they get greedy, the funds, right? So they're greedy. They're pressing it down. Uh, that's the same as it's always been. And I don't see that changing in the short term. All right. Some good discussion. Stick around. We've got more coming up on this Tuesday. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Bertles joins us with Water Street Solutions. And I tell you, I wish folks could have heard our conversation that we started having uh, during the commercial break. And you kind of really hit on it when you talk about getting kind of wrapped up on this. And looking at what we're seeing, a good discussion we had on exports and our grain markets. But you're making a good point. Don't jump in to sell. we got some good months coming in. Yeah, you get beat up so bad, and everybody has that, that's carried any grain into winter and into this spring. Uh, it looks dire. Um, it feels dire. Everything about it does. But you have to throw some of that aside. You have to throw some of that pain aside, some of that baggage aside, and just look at historicals and, you know, 
knowing that obviously we still have big carryouts, all those things. We've had those for the last two to three years, but this is May and June coming up. And if you look at history, May and June typically give us some kind of opportunity. Now, everybody's opinion of what an opportunity is is going to be different, but typically it gives you a rally, right? Not 10 cents, not 5 cents, not 15 cents, an actual rally that gives you an opportunity to get something done before the market decides whether or not we're going to have the crop that's going to sustain this carryout that's making things so bearish, right? So I think everybody's got to sit back and, and just try to focus on the fact that, hey, if you haven't done anything up to this point, you are coming into the time frame that is typically our best opportunity. That does not mean 100% of the time we get a rally. Uh, it does not mean 95% of the time we get a rally, but typically 70 to 80% from a historical standpoint, we get a chance to get something done in this time frame. So try to set some of that baggage aside, try to set some of the, you know, things aside that have gotten you to this point because it's been wrong to hold grain to this point um, and, and try to be a little bit more patient now since you are here you're here now you know so uh, why uh, why jump too quick when we're just getting into this time frame and at this point too is now is a good time to sit down and have that conversation with your commodity broker your advisor as to what you should be doing or thinking about doing heading into this growing season yeah, no matter what, if you sit down and have that talk and have that plan, you're still going to have to get a lot done for most people at a short period of time, right? Because this, while this is May and June and it's our best opportunity, it's also one of your last opportunities to do real forward marketing, right? You wait until after this point, you wait until after mid-July, you're not so much doing forward marketing anymore as you're, you're hoping that um, the weather's been good. Right, the the May and June stuff comes, and that opportunity arises because the market doesn't know yet. You know what impact the weather or the forecast of that weather is going to have on that crop that we're trying to grow that year. So, I think everybody does need to sit back and really get some big numbers in their head if they feel like they're behind and say, you know, I, I can't sell ten percent at this mark. I can't sell ten thousand bushels at, at this point, depending on what everybody has. It's going to have to probably be bigger numbers for most people to try to play catch up. And again, that's what will keep us from going up as much as we probably could because there should be a lot of selling at those places. Um, a lot of people, just like always, will will probably sell a little bit too early. And then when it gets to the point where they should be selling, they'll probably hold off because they sold too early. So you just have to keep that stuff in mind and make sure that if you get started, you need to keep going because uh, just like a lot of people, you probably got a lot to do in a short period of time to do it. Looking at the livestock side, Aaron, is a livestock market oversold? I think it's oversold just from the fact that it's not technically oversold. It's not, you know, they're still long, uh, the market, all of those things. But uh, I think with the, the swine flu and everything we have going on there, the, the fact that we've lost a ton of cattle this winter, uh, we have a lot of cattle ready right now or market ready cattle at this point. So that's putting a little bit of pressure on this. But it was so overbought. You're seeing a big push down now. Uh, I think you're going to find support in, in around this area that we're at uh now and into fall you know i think you get into fall on that time frame i wouldn't worry terribly about uh, this thing falling apart unless there's some economic thing that comes in because uh, you have the china deal on the horizon uh, you've got obviously a huge problem with uh, pigs and hogs and um, the cattle issues we had i think that that market's going to find some footing and try to work its way back up what about the feeder cattle we saw some firm follow-through pressure Excuse me, on on their trade. Is there anything else on the feeder side that you want our cattle folks to remember? 
I think it'll follow along with the rest of this. Um, I don't think that there's a ton there to to just say, you know, we've got to really be, unless you're real short term here, right? I mean, unless you, you've got to get something going right now, which obviously there's not much to say there. We had a good rally. Um, we've come off of that. Uh, we could have gotten something done on that rally, but I think a lot of this stuff will follow together, especially once you get into um, getting a deal done with China. You know, I think that's going to help everything out. Lots of stuff to think about. Again, keeping that marketing and communication line open is very important. Uh, best way for folks to get a hold of you and everybody else at Water Street? Yeah, just call 309-680-1271 or email me at abertles at waterstreetconsulting.com. All right. Thanks so much. Aaron Bertles joining us today. It is a look at the Tuesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Thanks to Fontenelle and all the local dealers. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.